the main problem that the world, or at least Lithuania, has is those concentration camps and that China is not acknowledging them. Hello, everyone. This is Will from China, and welcome to this special episode of The Missing Piece. Now, China lately has slammed Lithuania's plan to open up an economic representation office in Taiwan, urging the country quote to stay true to the One China principle. Meanwhile, China's foreign ministry spokesman Wang Bingbo said Wilness should quote. Refuse to be taken advantage of by Taiwan separatist forces, and avoid doing anything detrimental to bilateral political mutual trust. End quote. Regarding this tension between China and Lithuania, first of all, it sounds rather strange because, on rare occasions that we can understand, where we really get a chance to see this multilateral relations between China and Baltic states. But meanwhile, the question you might be interested in asking is: How in the world that such a small country as Lithuania can have a tough a situation or toughness with country as China? Well, I can't really think of a better person to address all these critical issues, other than our co-host all the way from Lithuania. It's Gabby, and you know that she's an international journalist and based in Lithuania. And meanwhile, as the co-host for our po- podcast, the Missing Piece, and she covers stories regarding various interna- international matters at home and abroad. Gabby. Welcome back to our show. Hello, everyone. You know, Gabby, it's so interesting. I think this is actually the first time that I I really get a chance to ask the question, and also, of course, with a lot more curiosities, is Gabby, what is going on between China and Lithuania? Can you tell us a little bit? Because I think most of our listeners can't really put two and two together at this moment. Well. Uh, some of uh, our politicians, Lithuanian politicians, for some years already saw the dangers that Lithuania, um, not Lithuania, that China was could bring to Europe, European Union, to the world in general, and they perceived China as dangerous at some point. Why dangerous? Well, because it can. Uh, it how to explain it. China produces a lot of cheap goods,、mm. and most of the people buy them. So it's not good for any countries inside economy, you know. So and also another danger is that China's market is so big. So everyone wants to go and sell their produce in China. Is it the movies? Is it the cars? Is it the details? China's market is so big, and obviously China has so much influence. Because they can control what media comes there, what countries they can ban, and so on. And because of that fear of the ban, as you know, China can ban celebrities, brands, and everything.、Mm-hmm. Countries might start doing things that might be against their own,、um, 
how to say, um, not right with their own beliefs because they want to co cooperate with China. So they might disregard some things, human rights or something else. They might start uh, even just listening to China a lot more than their own people. And it's the main danger that Lithuanian politicians saw beforehand. It was like four years back even. I, ha I've, I had the opportunity to listen to this conference of our politician. I will not name her by name. She mm. is banned in China mm. because she was very vocal on Twitter about how dangerous China can be to the world in general. It's a bit dramatic, isn't it? But she saw that and she would always speak in our same as our governmental body and say that we shouldn't really rely too much on China. Like, you know, 17 plus one Chinese, uh, mm. that group. And she saw the danger in relying on China too much because then they can influence our market, influence our economics, influence our human um, people's beliefs even, you know. So I think there's that. Well, Gabby, actually, based on the first answer, you touch on a lot more points. Now, I think for our listeners and also for our viewers, it's rather challenging for them to comprehend all of the information at once. But now let's break it down. Before we talk about 17 plus 1 or even the human rights issue, one thing that what you just mentioned actually stood out, not just for the Lithuanian government, but also for a lot more countries, which is the Chinese economic growth. And again, let's trace it back. Last time you and I, we had this conversation, and correct me if I'm wrong, you mentioned, and I quote, that Gabby, you said, that China actually receive a lot more exports from Lithuania because we believe that the produce or the products such as furnitures and, you know, the wooden products actually made in Lithuania can be or was a promising, uh, 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 how can I say, commodity in China imported from um, Lithuania. Now, right now, China is strategically located in Asia. And also we see that U.S. always sees China as a threat and not just because Donald Trump was the president and not because Donald Trump placed the numerous uh, tariffs threat on China. But actually, domestically speaking, the economic factor influenced the entire world because China is on this um, unstoppable economic train. So from your perspective, can you tell us a little bit more? How much impact does the economy play really uh, in this relationship between China and Lithuania? Do you think that China's growth and China's economic booming actually can reach that far to the countries in Lithuania in terms of create this economic threat? Of course, because China is one of the, as you said, it's booming. It's having the really nice economic growth and everything. But it's like saying like United States does not really impact the world, Europe, that is, like, because it's so far away. China is also far away as United States from Lithuania, really. And it still impacts because uh, I read just a new article and it just showcases imports and exports. So I will just quote. In 2020, Lithuania exports to China stood off 
city, 115 million euros, up 14% from 2019, according to preliminary figures from Lithuania Statistic Office. Lithuanian imports from China rose 26% last year to 1.2 billion euros. So, and China ranked as 20th in Lithuanian export destinations. So, I mean, for Lithuania, China is pretty significant, you know, mm. because in China there are a lot of factories, even in Europe as itself, as you know, China has a lot of factories that are low um, from the brands in Europe, in the United States, and China provides quite a lot of raw goods as well. So it's significant. And also China is one of the biggest markets in the world, as you saw, because most brands want to sell in China. They want to show movies. They want everything because they want Chinese people's money. Well, yeah. Well, but, but Gabby, if you think about this, don't you think that countries as China, it's actually growing tremendously? And when I say tremendously, again, it doesn't just necessarily mean its economy, but also the social and political impact. Because right now, again, Gabby, you're an international journalist and you know that relationship between the U.S. and China, how can I describe it, could be really cold, okay? Because the two countries are not actually making much progress in terms of cultivating the relationship or even bring this conversation back on the table. So that could be advantageous for countries like China to rise above the waters. So in other words, that's a strong signal to the world. And of course, we know that, Gabby, in Asia, China, it's a strong country. And there are seven continents in the world. If one of the largest country, um, it's actually growing tremendous, tremendously, don't you think that could be a good opportunity for rest of the world? So in other words, when China gets stronger, isn't that a benefit to the rest of the world? Because in terms of um, tourism and also in terms of um, uh, international cooperation, international business, don't wouldn't you agree with me that China is actually doing a big favor to the world? Of course, China is doing the big favor for the world because, as I said, China is making a lot big economic progress in the team making electronics, team making everything. But they are becoming so big, but we cannot ignore that they have human rights violations. Like, yes, China is so big, but big countries, if they want, you know, developed countries, they should acknowledge their, not mistakes, but their practices, you know, mm. and the main problem that the world, or at least Lithuania has, is those concentration camps, and that China is not acknowledging them, because, you know, China is so powerful at this point, they are rich, basically, so if you are so rich, can you please acknowledge that you made some mistakes, and that you have a situation in the country that might not fly with countries in Europe and United States because of human rights. And if the China would would not have human rights violations, then it would be perfectly fine, you know. But because China is raising in power and because it is communistic regime that is used to controlling people, they have secret police, they have so many things, it is a bit 
scary, don't you think? Because, for example, in Lithuania, we live near Russia, <laughs> Soviet Union, basically. We live uh, nearby Belarus, that is also a bit uh, communist regime, isn't mm. it? So we just, we see the correlation and that China is becoming bigger and stronger. It's not good for us because China is friends with Russia. <laughs> And uh, Russia also has plenty of human rights relations. So uh, um, if you want to be a big, strong country, can you just act nicely with your residents, so mm. to speak? Because for us, it's very perplexing to see that it is having economic growth, but it chooses to ignore that some residents in there are basically trying to be erased because, you know, genocide. So, you know. Well, Gabby, you know, I know that you mentioned so many times about the words human rights. Now, as a Chinese national, this is what I find out according to the research. Despite the fact that many countries pointing the fingers regarding the human rights, especially regarding the residents in Xinjiang and also there in Uyghurs, this is the article concluded is, Beijing insists that, I quote, Xinjiang is a great example, end quote, of progress on human rights and has invited foreign diplomats to visit the region. However, when the EU ambassador to ask to meet with an imprisoned Uyghur activist, the planned visit was frozen. So in other words, do you think the rest of the world and uh, when I say rest of the world, actually, I just mean the country as United States of America. And right now, Lithuania is in the picture, too. Uh, are really just being jealous because China is growing too fast. So in so in one way to stop the country grow economically or politically, it's let's punch the country where it hurts. So in other words, let's stop China from growing because China has huge a hole to fulfill or a huge problem to fix in terms of human rights. So in other words, do you think the countries or the world actually care about the human rights issue in China? Or we just use that to slow down the progress of China? Hmm. Well, I, I'm, I cannot be sure about United States, I can imagine that for United States, it might be a strategic move because they do want to be a most powerful country in the world. So I might say that for United States, it might be both, you know, it might be a strategic move. But for Lithuania, well, we, we are not getting a most powerful country anytime soon, are we? So I think it's more because like, I know that some listeners might not know, but we are 30 years independent. And we were part of Soviet Union that was a bit similar to China, <laughs> you know. So we saw that as a nation, let's say, and we are sympathetic to those people that are suffering on Chinese regime because China is doing the same old propaganda tactics. Yes, please come check out, check us out. And it's fine. Everything is fine there in those regions. Um, Eastern Europeans for sure know that it's not fine. So for us, for Lithuania, for the United States, it might be strategic. For Lithuanians, it's mostly the human rights thing, really, because a lot of politicians, governmental bodies still remember Soviet Union and how bad it was. 
and even right now it's it's just bad and we are not doing intense uh, economic relations with russia so why we sh should we do intense economic relations with china even if it benefits us it benefited us to do um, exchange with russia as well it was one of our main um, imports exports as well but we we don't do that anymore because it's not with our values and we know let's go to the taiwan as lithuania we know that nobody helped us when we were part of soviet union and after world war ii finished officially lithuania was still in soviet union nobody helped us even if united states has promised us to help nobody did then 91 happened when soviet union was in stagnation and we had a big mess and then we started to become independent mm. but they still wanted to take us back with force with then international news started to covering our case and soviet union just said okay fine be free if you want to but we know that in the russian historical books we are still perceived as a rebels that we joined Soviet Union because we wanted. Mm. I'm, I'm getting a bit emotional, but most of the Lithuanians see this, like our backstory, and we see Taiwan that belongs to China and that most people like American stars cannot really acknowledge Taiwan because China is going to be a very angry land and will be like, no, 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 Taiwan is ours. I'm so sorry, but um what do you mean it really feels like soviet union all over again so for lithuania i guess it's not more economic reasons but it's also because we can relate with the struggle when everyone is afraid to help out anyone really because mm. they're afraid of the communistic country because as i said in world war ii no one wanted to help eastern countries that were in soviet union because war was war was finished and russia and soviet union was on the winner's side that helped to brought down the germany Nazi germany so no one wanted to fight soviet union because you know they're friends mm. okay it's just like it's the same situation with china because no one wants to acknowledge the genocide because and the Taiwan, because people have a lot of things to lose. Because as, this, as you said, China is growing, it's becoming a lot stronger and so on. And I don't think that countries want China to slow down. It's just that, hey, human rights. It, because like, I, I truly do not understand. Will it be harmful to China to acknowledge that we had, mm. you know, a genocide? It feels very naive, but I'm like, isn't it better to just acknowledge it and just say like, yes, we will work and we will change and so on. And you can continue with growth because a lot of countries are dependable on China right now. So I don't think China will lose anything that much. Well, Gabby, again, just because you mentioned the, the region called Taiwan. Now, let's talk about this. As I mentioned in the intro, Gabby, is... China's foreign ministry spokesman Wang Wenbing and said... Wilnius should, quote, refuse to be taken advantage of by Taiwan separatist forces and avoid doing anything detrimental to bilateral political mutual trust, end quote. 
You know, it's rather difficult to think about how does the small region as Taiwan to play in the middle of the whole dispute between China and Lithuania. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, is Taiwan? Excuse me, Lithuanian government is trying to open a representation office in Taiwan, and you know if. Any country or any region has anything directly related to Taiwan, that's a red line, and that's a tough, tough bar for China at this moment. Because again, on one hand, China is hoping that rest of the world continue to honor and acknowledge the One China policy. On the other hand. The Taiwanese government—they're running a different course. They're sending a, this mixed or this daring message to the world to say China is abusing this relationship, or China is trying to overtaking us without our consent. Why do you think Taiwan is doing this?、Mm, well, I will be honest. I have not read that much about Taiwan, but I read.、Um, I saw through the years a lot of、uh, that Taiwan that,、um, people that are from Taiwan. If they hold the Taiwan flag, China is gonna be quite angry, and those people that hold that flag might lose their careers and everything like that. And it's a bit. I can imagine it's a bit hard for the country not to be independent and always to rely on the China.、Uh, to You know, if you want to do business, you always need to ask, "Can I do this? Can I not do this?" And it's like,、hmm. and it feels like China also is a bit aggressive because if Lusaina wants to open the office in Taiwan, why Lusaina cannot do this? It feels like, I don't know. It just it feels like it's taking its powers for granted at some point. But it feels like. In those articles, we are not getting the full picture either, because it's a political game that Lithuania is playing, and I'm not sure what, what's the point of it. Because I read all the articles, and I know the the politicians that speak it, and I'm like, hmm, it's weird. It feels like something is not coming together really, because Taiwan and Lithuania does not have really that much of relations apart relatability. Because I even checked that. Imports from Taiwan dropped 4.8 percent, and uh, since uh, 2020, Lithuania and Taiwan basically. So it would be it wouldn't make sense to lose China and to exchange it for Taiwan.、Mm. But hey, but then again, Lithuania in the articles also wrote that Taiwan produces some electronic goods that we are interested in. So yeah, and maybe tourism and everything like that. But it also feels like, hmm, I don't know. It it does not it does not make sense unless、uh, we truly just want to emphasize, emphasize, and that's it. But hey, yeah, you're right because again, at this moment, there are a not. I mean, there are not enough countries to actually want to get get a caught. In the middle of the whole dispute between China and Taiwan, and right now, based on the research, is since current pre,、uh, a leader of Taiwan is called、um, Tsai Ing-wen, and she was, if not if I'm not mistaken, she was re-elected successfully in 2020. 
Right now, she's actually pushing this domestic agenda to further or to distance relationship between Taiwan and China. But meanwhile, countries as Lithuania and countries as uh, um, United States and, of course, <laughs> other islands, nations, they really wanted to send a message to the world to say, China is stepping over its lines or China is actually doing something rather risky to attack China, uh, to attack Taiwan purposefully. Now, when I use the word attack, I don't mean, you know, you send the military, but figuratively speaking, is you, uh, um, China is actually bashing or trying to overtake uh, uh, the, uh, um, the regime of Taiwan. So the next question, Gabby, I want to ask you is, how does that benefit Lithuanian government if China is actually, say, completely cut ties with Taiwan or completely to, say, uh, cut the relationship with Taiwan? How does that benefit Lithuanian government in general or in the long run? Hmm. I mean, I don't think it really benefits us in the financial gain, but for the it sends the message to the world that Lithuania cares about the small nations, that it cares and it's not afraid to speak up because some of the politicians also said that we can be so brave because we don't really have much to lose. We don't really have that much business with China. We don't have factories and so on like bigger nations would have. And uh, I think the main thing why Lithuania is so persistent on voicing its opinion and that they are against uh, what China is doing, spreading its power, because Lithuanians do remember what it's like to be ignored when you are part of really big red nation like mm. Soviet Union. And we want to show that we want to help. And if the world sees that, and if we would get into trouble with some nations like Russia or Belarus or China, maybe someone would help us because they would see like we reached out, we, we are speaking about those human rights when no one else did. Well, United States did, but we did it just because we wanted to say that, hey, it's wrong. We wanted just to show the world that you can speak up. You can when Germany, France, United Kingdom not doing that. So, yeah, because I think the, uh, as Lithuanian, I follow the news a lot recently and we are in the tricky situation <laughs> because russia is becoming a bit aggressive belarus is just that's right also aggressive because we're getting a lot of belarusian immigrants right now because they are running away from their nation and we do not know what lukashenko is gonna do that's like, right we it's just such a tricky situation so to show that we are empathetic maybe just maybe i hope we will not receive any threats from any of the nations but what if some tank is gonna show up we just hope that the world is gonna also be empathetic to us because we are in this tricky situation and if you might be overthrown by some other country world would be like hey they shown empathy to this other nation like taiwan we can show empathy also to them but as a Lithuania, I also really doubt that we would receive any embassy for any bigger nations because no one wants to help anyone. Well, well, that's right, Gabby, because, again, I'm very glad that you mentioned the situation happening or taking place in Belarus. 
Number one, as you and I would remember, if I'm not mistaken, a year ago or two years ago, that you and I we were able to talk to one of the um, Belarusians, and、um, she was very outspoken, and she shared with us during our podcast regarding that why the younger generations were actually pushing uh, uh, Alexandra Lushenko to step down as the leader. But again, based on the current research, is Lushenko? She's not. I mean, he's not going anywhere. And as a matter of fact, he was pushing so hard to suppress the freedom of opinions or freedom of uh, um, the uh, um, opposition um,、uh, locally. So meanwhile, you're right. A lot more countries they were not interested in tap into international affairs before. Can well taking care of their domestic issues. Now, Gabby, I got two more questions before letting you go. Is let's talk about the relationship. Go back to the relationship between China and Lithuania. Is from your perspective, how does the Lithuanian government to see the tension between China and the U.S. Do you think that they seize it, or they they interpret it as an opportunity to be allies with U.S. Or it's better to be neutral in the midst of the storm. What is your take on this? Well,、uh, I read a lot, and the fact is that NATO is protecting Lithuania, and we have a lot of military in the United States. So obviously, Lithuanian government wants to be regarded、um, good to United States. You know that hey. We are on the same side, so if something happens, can you please protect us?、Mm. Yeah, but I wonder. But you know, like yeah, because we have a lot of military, we want to have those relations with United States and so on because we want, because we feel like we might be in the sticky situation after a few years. So we want this protection from United States. So I do agree that it might be political move, and so on. You know. Because we don't have anything to lose, and we want to agree with United States and so on. So yeah, but most of I will break it to you. Most of Lithuanians, because of our his, historical background, perceive the U.S. as as not saviors because they left us once already forty years ago. <laughs>、hmm. So we are not really placing our cards into United States' help. It might be controversial, but as a student and as I, I like history, so yeah, most of the Lithuanians still perceive Americans as hmm, they will help us, but if when we really need help, we really don't think they will help us. But it's better, you know, to be friends them than just stay neutral. So yeah.、Mm. Well, Gabby, the last question I want to ask on behalf of our listeners and also、um, our audiences: We know right now the pandemic are still not completely eradicated, and a lot more countries today. And again, despite the fact that the U.S. is actually doing a lot more. How can I say effective in terms of developing this vaccine、uh, vaccination programs? So, from your perspective. What is the latest updates regarding the COVID nineteen in Lithuania? And again, what is the government doing right now, trying to make it better? And the last question is, how is the traveling circumstances 
at this moment. Sorry if I ask you too many questions, but again, can you help us to understand the whole vaccination program and the traveling restriction, etc.? Okay, so positive news. We are getting vaccinated everywhere. So yeah, most people already received their first vaccine. Others received their second vaccine and they get uh, their permission passes because, you know, when you have a permission pass, you can actually dine in the restaurant inside or you can attend a concert and so on. So we are moving progress really quickly because a lot of vaccine uh, vaccination spots are appearing in the smaller towns as well. For example, last week, uh, vaccination spot in my town has opened. So it's pretty cool. A lot of people are gonna get vaccinated there for free and they can choose three vaccines. So yeah. And uh, travel restrictions. Most people are still re reluctant to travel because they will need to quarantine for, I don't remember how many days, but 10 or so days. So yeah, we're still reluctant to travel because it is also a bit hard to travel because Different nations have different uh, quarantine um, stats and so on. But in Europe in general, it's getting a bit uh, more calm. People can start to travel and so on and so on because testing is happening. So in general, we had uh, yesterday the less amount of uh, COVID-19 patients like ever. So that's pretty nice. We are, we are doing the progress or perhaps it's summer because last summer we also had not many sick people so hopefully we the whole nation is gonna be vaccinated mm -hmm. and we're gonna have uh, immunity so yeah well gabby is our co-host of the podcast the missing piece and she's based in lithuania of course it's always been a pleasure and enjoyable moments to talk to Gabby, and of course, this is a really important topic to bring someone really on the ground to talk about the tension and also this international relations between China and Lithuania. Gabby, thank you so much for taking your time. Um, help us to understand this really deeper analysis and also the um, helpful insights regarding this topic. And we hope and pray that you continue to join uh, on our show and continue to provide useful insights to all of us. Thank you, Gabby. Thank you.